Now, where did I put that? Hmm. Ah, here it is. Welcome to the Toolbox. Addendum. Tools for life and everything in between. Stuff you can use or toss. It's up to you. Hey everybody. Welcome back to episode 2 of Tools for the Toolbox Addendums. Um, I'm going to be talking about something a little bit challenging for a lot of us, I think, and definitely challenging for me, so that's why I'm going to get into it. What we're going to be talking about is Remembrance Day and anniversaries and just, you know, <clears throat> really hard times where the weight of the world is overwhelming and the weight of our memories is overwhelming. And I'm going to get into some tools that I use to help get through those periods of time because they are manageable given the right time and the right tools. For me, Remembrance Day is rather challenging. Um, multiple reasons. I mean, same reasons a lot of uh, us vets have. With We are reminded continually of those we served with, of uh, the sacrifices that were made over many years and the loss of good friends and the loss of mentors and the loss of brothers and sisters and uh, it is an especially difficult time when you're retired um, when you're in the military it's there's kind of a there's a sequence to it where you know everybody gets a little tipsy early on we all have our uniforms ready and you're spit shining your boots and you're polishing your gear and you're putting your regalia on and all this other stuff and it's a um it's not very challenging because you can just directly um like you can kind of turn your brain off and you can you can you can just keep going through the sequence and then you go to your designated town and you do your parade and then you go to legion and you get fucking hammered and you you know you tell stories and you talk shit and you laugh and you you remember and it's mostly good times and then you get on the bus again and you get taken right back to uh right back to the unit and then you get home or you keep drinking or you go back to the shacks or whatever and you wake up the next morning hung over shit and uh you start over when you're not in the military anymore though it is a little different there's a lot more alone time there's a lot more time to think and dwell and unfortunately rehash all of the really negative places that none of us like to go uh, for me i i've had a hard time with this since i got out because my birthday is also in november and it's also because, um, it, yeah, it's there's a sequence for me that kind of sucks. So Halloween is always, you know, on the 31st, and I've never been a big fan of Halloween. Um, even as a kid, I didn't really enjoy it all that much. And now as an adult, even though I have two kids, I really, I just, I don't like the fact there's chaos. And, I mean, it's fun for the kids. My wife is great, and she makes sure that the boys... Uh, always have a good time, and it's um, it's really nice to see. But for me, 
there's people screaming and lots of people running around and people coming, kids going darting in and out behind me and through me and all around. So it's very <clears throat> challenging when and I get triggered very easily uh, during those time periods. So usually it's left up to my wife to kind of pick up the slack and uh, sometimes my other family will come out and help and take the boys out. And when I do go out with them, what I basically do is just sit uh, in behind everybody and kind of let them do their thing. But it's still very challenging. So throughout the night, usually I get kind of worse. I have um, very negative feelings throughout the evening <laughs> as uh, as it goes on. And then by the the next day, like after the evening's over and I try to relax and go to bed and I wake up the next morning, I'm still pretty agitated. But it's also November, which means that uh, Veterans Week is going to be starting up shortly. And uh, I also have my birthday on the 6th, so it's very challenging to to be excited about it because it's usually right at the beginning of veterans week when everything else is uh you know you can't really get away from it in any if you're going to use any type of media social media tv radio even if you read newspapers still or magazines uh there's this continual push for remembrance which is fantastic it's great that's what it's there for but it's very challenging when you're by yourself and you don't have many people to reach out to at the time so, you know, the usually I'm agitated for a couple of days after after Halloween, and then I make it to my birthday, and I'm usually, again, not in a very good mood, but, you know, again, my wife just wants to make it special, and my kids want to make it special, and they want to make me have a, let me have a great day, and, um, you know, people wish me happy birthday, and, you know, it's all very much appreciated, but it's very difficult to deal with, because I'm still dealing with survivor's guilt, I'm still dealing with um, a little bit of a inferiority complex and it's very difficult to be celebrated for you know just being and of course it's right at the beginning of uh, remembrance week which makes it even more challenging because i'm thinking more about my friends and i'm thinking more about all the others that aren't around anymore and then i spend the next so this year unfortunately i was really bad and i basically had a horrible horrible day and my wife and kids did everything humanly possible to try and make my day go a little bit easier. But I was not, I guess I just wasn't having it. And I kind of ruined my own birthday for them because I was so miserable, which is challenging in and of itself. And then made the next few days, again, kind of jacked up and getting worse and worse and worse as Remembrance Day comes forward. Now I was still able to you know, force myself to do some things. Um, like my son's school wanted me to talk to the students about Remembrance Day, so I made a video for them. And, uh, you know, I still had podcasts to get out, so I was working on that and trying to busy myself. But it, I really, all I wanted to do was hide in a hole for a week and just not, you know, just sit in the dark and not have to deal with any of the shit. But I didn't. I kept moving forward. I kept doing something i just i needed something to check off some box i could i could tick and say okay I've, I've got something done today at least i've got one thing done today you know this year especially with the difficulties of covid uh there wasn't much for ceremonies i was lucky enough to kind of sneak in at one of the legion ceremonies and still participate which was nice as the tradition kind of kept going but the real trick was remembrance, right? So I still, you know, I found some 
some guys hanging out locally and we hung out and we had a great time and we drank and we laughed and we told stories and taught, shot the shit and did all that stuff but we none of us got really hammered by any means we weren't getting carried out by uh, each other uh from the bar we weren't out till two o'clock in the morning everyone was kind of done at about eight which is showing us our age now but it still sucks those, those days are very hard and i want to talk about that a little bit because we all go through those time periods we all have anniversaries of losing friends we all have uh, difficult time periods that make us feel like crap uh, we have depressive episodes, we have, you know, anxiety attacks, we have days where we just don't get anything done. And you know what, all those things are okay. And it took me a long time to kind of realize that those are normal. It's normal to have days that you don't want to do anything. It's normal to want to hide in a hole for a while. It is normal to not want to leave the house for fear of freaking out or beating somebody up or like giving in to that rage that you're feeling. And I found that the key thing for me, at least, was the check in the box. That was one for me. So I'm task-oriented. I really like having jobs. I like being able to say, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and then move on. And the the trick was, for the first few years after I got out and I was really, you know, I was deep into post-traumatic stress um, and dealing with the, the symptoms regularly throughout a long period of time the real challenge was when i didn't get anything done i would just beat the shit out of myself i'd be calling myself all sorts of names and everything you can imagine and you know what i used to be an instructor for recruits so i can come up with some pretty imaginative shit <laughs> as we all can but yeah i would just tear myself apart i would tear myself down and it would make everything worse because you're not gaining anything. And regardless of how much I got done, even if I was pushing myself to get work done to the point that I was worse the next day, I still felt like crap because it wasn't what as much as I wanted to get done or it wasn't as much as uh, I thought was necessary. And so it was a very negative cycle because I would beat myself up about it and I'd feel horrible the next day and I'd get even less done and then I would beat myself up about it again and I'd feel fucking worse the next day and it would just, I would fall into these deep, deep depressive episodes that ended up with me um, in some pretty pretty dark places and it is it's challenging to get out of those and I had a my doctor suggested this and I had a friend tell me as well and was just get something done if you can check one thing off you know like uh, one of the what is that book by Admiral McRaven um, but he's talking about making your bed first thing in the morning every day because that's at least one thing you've done right and it's done and if your day goes absolutely horribly then you get to come home to a made bed so win-win right <laughs> and uh so that's i started doing stuff like that and i started making sure that i had at least one thing that i could say i've done that day and if it's as simple as you know making the bed okay well i made the bed this morning that's one thing more i did today that I could have not done and you know just accepting that was a big part of that being able to accept that one thing is better than none is challenging especially for military especially for army 
army guys because all we want to do is complete the mission. We want to be able to get, okay, done. We've moved on. Uh, this is done. We can now get the next job. Let's fucking kick ass. And I, I've said this a few times to many people over the years is that once you're out, like, well, well let me rephrase, while you're in, it is 100% mission before self across the board. And it has to be. That's the way it works. And it, the, the reason it works that way is because everybody is doing it. We're all part of that system. So we're all going to get that job done regardless of how we feel, regardless of how tired we are, regardless of whether things hurt. It doesn't matter. We're just going to get the fucking job done. Because once it's done, then we can deal with something else. And then once we get out, what is there? What's left? What do we do next? What's the next mission? Well, guess what? The mission is you. You are the mission. So, or how do you deal with the fact that you're the mission when usually the mission comes first? Or usually the mission comes before you do. And now you are the mission? Well, guess what? You have to come first. And it is a very, very difficult habit to get out of uh, making sure that the job gets done before you do. Because now you have to come first before anything else. It has to be you. That doesn't mean you get to be selfish. I mean, you're going to need to be a little bit, but you have to be able to recognize what it is you need. Right? If that need is to get to the gym every day, guess what? Get to the gym every day. It becomes a, uh, my doc calls them uh, non-negotiables. And those non-negotiables are critical on the bad days. They are absolutely critical on your bad days, bad periods, bad timing, whatever it is. You have to have those. So for some people, it might just be having a shower that day. You know, it might just be getting to the gym. It might be having your bed made. It might be making sure your kid's schoolwork is all done. And, it, like, and just put them in terms of a absolutely, this is mission critical. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Mission critical. Nothing else works unless this does. And it's absolutely true because nothing else will work during those time periods when you are down and when you are out and you are beating yourself up and you are tired and all you want to do is crawl into a hole and let the world pass you by, you are critical. You are mission critical. You have to, have to move forward. So during this time period over this week that... Um, I was feeling like shit every day. I had to have something done. So the first one I did was make the bed. It's super easy. You know, I just pulled a little bit of <laughs> military memory out and was just like, as soon as I got out of bed, I put the, the blankets back up and tucked them in and make them nice and clean. And it's done in like 15 seconds as soon as you wake up. And then the next part was toiletries, right? Just brush your teeth, get some deodorant on, get a clean shirt pants, socks. Okay, start moving forward. I had to be very critical of my time. So my kids wanted my attention. You know, my wife needed help. I would do what I could. And if I got to a point where I said, uh, you know, I would need a break, I would tell my wife, I'm like, okay, I need five minutes. And I would go and take five minutes. And I'd play a stupid game on my phone or 
I'd read a bit of a book or I'd send a couple emails or, you know, just something mindless, something monotonous that can bring everything down. A couple times I had to do some mindfulness exercises, you know, um, squeezing your toes, then your heel, then your ankles, then your calves, then your knees, then your quads, your back, all the way up and all the way down. And doing breathing exercises and whatever. Like, lots, we all have these um, different tools to use when you're agitated. And I would take the five minutes because I needed the five minutes. And then I would get back in the game and I would keep working. If I needed more time, I would tell them I needed more time. If I was still agitated when I went back in, I would either tell them or my wife sometimes told me is that no you need to go take some more time and i would because i'm i've recognized in the last little bit again that i am mission critical the the rest of my life doesn't work if i'm not working so i need to be able to work and i really wanted to get into this because i think a lot of us struggle in these periods now so yeah the first part is you know, recognizing that you are mission critical and really, really not just understanding it, but accepting it, that you are not expendable, that no one else is going to come and take the job if you're not there. It's got to be you and you got to be able to do it. So we got to make sure that you are capable of doing it with your non-negotiables. Make sure you wake up either, you know, pick something either the night before or during the day, or in a period where you're feeling okay and want to get something done, there you go. That's one thing you can get done. Write a list of non-negotiables. One, two, maybe three things that absolutely have to happen through that day. If you need a nap, put it in there. If you need, um, you need, you need a walk. Got to move. Got to take the dog out. What it like doesn't matter. Write it down. Make sure it's um, in your head. It's a non-negotiable. This will happen. Period. The second part is self-talk, and this is so hard for myself. I mean, I can only talk about myself, but um, I had, I still, still struggle with self-talk. I will light myself up worse than any drill instructor has ever done to me, worse than any time I've been ripped to pieces by course staff or you know NCOs. Doesn't matter. Like I, I've been ripped, <laughs> ripped asunder a couple of times. Nothing as bad as I've ever done to myself. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate because from what I've heard and what I've talked to people about, we all kind of do it. And we just beat the shit out of ourselves for, for being normal, for being human beings. Now, one of, the, one of the tools that, I mean, I again, I can only talk about what I use and what I do, but it's something that maybe you haven't thought of. Um, I actually started a ticker. <laughs> it's a you can get a, an app, or you can actually buy one of the little clicker counter things. Um, but I just had it in my notes, and I would, as I had my book open, if I started thinking about how stupid I was, or how um, how slow I was, or how fucking weak I was, or the fact that I you know I was just being a bitch that day, or whatever, I would put a little ticker. I just like mark it little note one, right? And on my worst days, I was into 30, 35, 40 um, marks in a couple hours, let alone the rest of the day. Like I, I had a whole page at one point of just little ticks, tick, 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 t
because I just sat all day just beating the living shit out of myself. Calling me calling my own calling myself every name under the sun that I could think of. And just being able to visualize how often that happens has made me more aware of it. And the more aware of it I am means the the more I can do about it. And what I've started doing is every time that I recognize myself, you know, kicking the crap out of myself, um, I think about the stuff that I've done that day. Like, what are my non-negotiables? Have I gotten those done? Okay, well, that's one thing off, off the list. So I can't be a complete bag of shit because I've gotten at least one thing done today. And then work, like, work through it that way so that if I'm, you know, beat myself about how much shit I've done today, I'd be like, okay, well, what are my non-negotiables? Have I gotten all of them done today? No? Okay, well, let's go do one of them right now, because obviously I have time. I'm sitting here beating myself up. I obviously have time to get something done, so I'll go do it. And that's been helping a little bit so for the last little while, but, uh, you know, it, it's challenging. It is not an easy thing to deal with, and it is not a fun thing to deal with. But it has to be dealt with because, as I said earlier, you are mission critical. There is no one else that's going to take over your life. There is no one else that are going to, that's going to make the decisions that you need to make. There is no one else that's going to get the jobs done that you need to get done. That you need to get done. There is only you. And just like if you're injured, if I mess up my knee and uh, I can't really walk around. Well, does continuing to walk on a messed up knee help at all? No, it makes everything worse. Does trying to do pull-ups with a broken shoulder help at all? No, it doesn't. You're just making everything worse. You know, if you've got a bad back and it's very difficult to walk and you decide you're going to throw a ruck on and go for a march, is that going to help? No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing with both your emotional and psychological health. If you are beat down, if you have given everything you have just to keep moving for many days in a row, and you are just done, you feel like absolute shit, and you just need a break, and then you keep working, that's not going to help you. If you have one bad day, and then just give up tomorrow, like, oh, fuck, I'm not just not going to do anything today. I feel I feel kind of tired. I'm not going to do it. That's not helping. Right? You got to keep moving forward. But if you have been pushing yourself day after day after day after day, and everything just keeps getting worse, guess what? You need rest. Because you haven't given yourself time to heal. You haven't given yourself time to rest. These things are required. You can only push yourself for so long. And once you get to your limit, then then what? I know for myself, you know, I push myself to a point where um, my back goes out and I can barely walk. Or I'll push myself into a depressive state where I'm basically numb. And, you know, I, I'll watch my kids play and laugh and feel nothing. And that's, you know when you remember those time periods later on you like i start to beat myself up about it afterwards and you know i uh tell myself how how bad of a father i am or you know you can't even can't even laugh at one of their jokes or you know i think about how 
how I'm negatively impacting their growth as they're getting older, watching me just kind of kick the living shit out of myself. So what I've had to start doing, again, is I use my non-negotiables, make sure that I have stuff done. I've started tracking my um, my negative thought pattern, and those two have helped a good amount. But honestly, working with a therapist has been probably the greatest tipping point that really helped me see that growth or betterment was possible. And, you know, I've, I'll do another episode about uh, doctors at some point because I got some stories about those. But the one thing I got to say is, again, you make it a non-negotiable. Find a doctor that you actually like and that you find a doc that you can actually talk to. Now, for me, I needed someone that was going to challenge me. So when I made a statement like, like, civvies are fucking retarded and they don't know fucking anything. You know, my first doc would have said, oh, well, you know, that's understandable coming from uh, where you came from and blah, 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 blah. And that's not helpful. <laughs> you know, my next doc, who I talked to, just, you know, wanted to basically prescribe me. She was like, what, do you, what, uh, what type of symptoms can I pres- prescribe a drug to cover? And then uh, the third doc I went and saw, finally, actually, I looked up a uh, a trauma specialist here in town and went and saw her, and she has been fantastic. But what she does is she challenges me. So when I make a statement that is, uh, it doesn't even matter whether or not the statement is true or not, if I make it finite, if I say it is either this way or, th- or that way, it is black and white, then she will challenge me on it, and she will try and open up a little gray area for something, a little bit of uh, uh, thought to go into the statement. So that's what I got out of it. And, you know, that has helped a lot because when I start to get derisive and I start to try and beat myself up, I have begun to challenge myself where, you know, I'll say I'm a bag of shit and that'll be like, well, am I really like, like what, what have I gotten done today? Oh, well, I've gotten this done. I've gotten this done. I've gotten this done. Okay. Well, my kids are, they're alive. They're happy. They're fed. They're in their beds, you know, it's, they're, should be going to sleep, they're probably not, <laughs> you know, like, I, I can list off stuff that I've done. And all three of these things play into each other. And they make it so that you may have a bad week. You may have a bad period. You may go through Remembrance Day and feel like absolute crap afterwards. But there is a way forward. There is a way to continue the mission, which is you. But you have to try. You have to find something to work on. You have to find you have to find something to get better at. You have to find something, a uh, piece of humility to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. I'm going to go find an expert who can help me in this particular area. So again, my my three key points here that I've kind of stumbled around and eventually gotten to non-negotiables you have to set them and keep them they are critical second is uh, tracking if you have a negative cycle something that is bad especially self-talk because that is uh, it will just it'll erode 
any sense of motivation that you think you have, negative self-talk will just beat the living crap out of you. So track it. Once you track it and you see how much you do it, you'll be able to adjust from there. And then the third part is get assistance. Learn. Try. Evolve. Get better. Okay, it's, you know, a lot of people fear asking for help, but it's, it's so simple. I use this analogy for a friend of mine, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shut down for the night, but this is what I told him. If you were trying to load the back of your truck, right, and you had this big-ass box that was super awkward that you couldn't really carry on your own, but you kind of could, you could, you could move it around, and you tried to load it up into your truck, and you're just sitting there struggling, trying to, to deal this, to get this thing in here, and you look over your shoulder, and there's like six dudes just standing there, staring at you, all just willing to, to give you a hand, but kind of laughing, kind of giggling at, you know, like, why the fuck is this guy not asking for our help? <laughs> and it's none of those guys, if you were to be like, hey man, come on, get over here, muckle on, and we'll fucking get this thing in the truck. None of them are going to think less of you for getting assistance to get it into the truck. Every single one of those people will think less of you for not asking for help. Especially, like, think, just think about trying to trying to load a giant box into a truck. How easy is that to hurt yourself? How easy is your back to give out or uh, a knee to fail or some sort of other injury to kind of kick back in just because you were too proud? This is the same concept when it comes to mental health. Nobody thinks less of anybody trying to get help. Like at all. Think about if you were at the gym and you were struggling with trying to figure out a workout. Right? Anybody that's been there a long time can see you struggling. They can see it. It's obvious. And the more you struggle, the more they want to do something, but they're not going to... It's not their responsibility to, to teach you how to use anything. But if you were to walk over to somebody and be like, hey man, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. What's a good thing to start on? Everybody would be willing to help you. Everybody. Right? Just to get you started. It's the same concept for mental health. As much as you think you're hiding it, as much as you think that you know no one else sees it, as much as you think that you can handle it, cool. It's still pretty obvious to everyone else around you. I think about myself when I was uh, just about to get posted out to Ontario. I was a miserable bag of shit. <laughs> I turned down courses that I should have taken because they weren't the ones that I wanted. I bitched and complained and whined about everything that went wrong. I didn't take responsibility for fucking anything. And I was angry. Every day, the moment I had to, every day I woke up and I was pissed off about going into work. And I just thought it was the fact that I worked at the place I did. And I was, again, I thought it was somebody else. It was my leadership was fucking garbage. Or uh, the troops didn't fucking do what I told them to. Or whatever, right? It was always somebody else's fault. And it wasn't until I got to Ontario. And I was an instructor. And... I was enjoying myself. 
I was actually enjoying being there. I woke up every morning. I was excited to get classes started. I was excited to teach these uh, new recruits all kinds of stuff. And I was still angry. And I was still not sleeping. And I was still exhausted all the time. And I finally talked to my wife and said, you know, I'm still not sleeping out here very well. Maybe it's the mattress or maybe it's the room or maybe it's whatever the fact that you guys aren't here. And she was like, well, maybe you should just go see a doc about it. Like, go find out maybe it's a sleep issue. And I was like, that's a good point, actually. Maybe I should go see a doctor about that. Maybe it is just a sleep issue. Maybe I have sleep apnea or whatever. But then I went and saw the doctor. And through talking to him, we started to recognize that it wasn't the sleep that was the issue. It was my sleep pattern. And the fact that I was still having nightmares is the fact that I wasn't sleeping fully throughout the night. I was waking up exhausted and then I would push my body to the fucking limit. And then I would be so exhausted that I would, I'd rack out for two, three hours and then I would have a nightmare and I'd wake up again and do it all over again. But everybody, like, it was obvious how messed up I was. It was obvious. And, but it was nobody else's responsibility but mine. And as soon as I recognized that it was my responsibility, as soon as I recognized that it was something that I needed to do or something about, and I started, I saw the benefits. I saw getting better. And it, it was a long haul, but it was worth it. I mean, I'm still working through it now, and it's been six, seven, almost seven years now since I've been out of the military. And I'm still working on it. But you know what? I am much better than I was five years ago. I'm much better than I was two years ago. And it all started from just going to see somebody who was a professional. I went to see someone who was the expert in the field. You know, you don't ask the infantry. You don't go down to the regular uh, line rifle unit and say, Hey, private, what do you know about C4? Because he doesn't know anything about C4. You go talk to the engineers if you want to talk C4. If you want to talk tanks, you go see the armored guys. If you want to talk artillery, you go talk to the artillery guys. If you want to talk close with and destroy the enemy, you go talk to the infantry. They are specialists. And when it comes to the brain, when it comes to the psychology, you go and see a specialist. If you break your arm, you don't go talk to the dude beside you and go, Hey man, my arm's broken. Can you fix it? Unless that person is a doctor. That's what they're there for. The common point here is that it all starts with you. It all starts with you having the humility to say, I need a hand. And that's it. Anyway, I'm going to quit ranting for the night. Um, I Again, thank you guys for listening to this. I really appreciate all the support and... Uh, Hopefully, we're all learning something. Have a good night. That concludes this episode of The Toolbox. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you were able to use some of the information that was offered. I want to thank all those putting it on the line for us every day. Military, veterans, first responders, and public servants. Keep up the good work. I look forward to bringing you more tools for your toolbox. And until next time, stay open, stay humble, and stay focused. Chimo.